Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did February, or otherwise known as the Black Coat's Daughter. Oh, yeah. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Well, not a lot. Prep for Christmas? No. Christmas <laughs> is coming. No, I haven't prepped for Christmas at all. I bought one jar of jam as a present for someone. A jar of jam? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've done. Oh, and I bought a giant candy cane. Oh, okay. Um, as yeah, that's, for decorative that's purposes, Christmas. but that's it. That's, that's Christmas it. prep. Yeah, it's it's literally like four weeks away. We were no, trying to get weeks. a we were trying to get a new like artificial Christmas tree because as I've talked about it before, our sad little tree mm. that's like four foot um, and just made of nothing. <laughs> but we couldn't come to an agreement <laughs> last night. This is a problem. This is a problem with Rob. Like he'll ask me things late at night, and then I've switched off by this point. Mm, and yeah. he's like, "Now we need to organise our lives, and we need to do this." And I'm like, oh, "It's too late. Once it gets bed. once it gets to nine pm, you can't make any decisions." Um, I, no, I don't. I don't yeah. know what is happening. So one year for Christmas yeah. when I was young, we had a dead tree. A like dead a tree. It, yeah. Like it in Friends. <laughs> it, I don't. I I haven't properly watched Friends. <laughs> it was just a dead tree, mm. and we planted it. Afterwards, and it came back to life, and it's still alive. Oh. Yeah, I th- I can't remember where it came from That's or cool. what happened. I think my mum rescued it from somewhere because she thought yeah, it didn't like look very well. Tree. Yeah, yeah. So and then we brought it in and, and stuff, and, and it was our Christmas it. tree. And then after Christmas, we planted it, and now it's like eight feet tall or something. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of getting a real tree. I do like a real tree, but it's got to be in a pot with its roots but and we've plant not... it. Yeah, the thing is. It's like the needles and stuff is a bit mm. of a problem, but maybe one one day because I want like the nice piney smell. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I saw this year? That I saw for the first time an Easter tree. What? An Easter tree. It was a birch tree and it had eggs and chicks hanging off the branches. An Easter tree. What? That's not a thing. I think we should have a seasonal tree for every kind of. You can get Halloween trees. Can you? Yeah. yeah. What are they like? Black trees. Black trees. Are they like those trees that don't have any leaves that no, always signify like, like, like black haunted trees. mansions? Just black Christmas oh. trees. And then you put like Halloween stuff on them. Mm. It's weird. I don't, I don't want a tree for every occasion. I oh, cannot I be asked. Like, <laughs> even Christmas, I'm like, oh, I've got to put the tree out. What if you had like a I'm Black Friday tree? Oh, God. No, I just can't even... <laughs> a tree no. for everything. everything. Oh, I'd hate it. I'd hate it. A May Day tree. I'd use the same tree. Queen's official birthday tree. I'd just use the same <laughs> tree and never put it down, I think. And then just decorate it with different things. <laughs> no, it's not for... I don't, I don't know. What, like, I enjoy Christmas. I really like Christmas. I think Christmas is nice. But I hate this time and the build-up to it. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, I hate it. I just, I hate it. I don't know what it is. I think it's just because, like, you know, you're like, I need to get this and I need to think about food and then I need to do this. and It's hard just, to organise all your family. Uh, or you, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, and then it's like, you know, it's, I, oh, I hate Cause it. Because everyone wants to meet up on the one day of the year and it's hard to, yeah. you, can't, you don't want to turn anyone Especially down and you don't want to invite yourself Because, like, a lot of people get, like, two weeks off at Christmas, mm. but, like, I a lot don't. don't. No, I don't either. And then, like, people want to meet up with you, and you're like, like "Well, I'm I can't, working." I so. can't. Oh, George, let's go out and we'll stay in a log cabin in the Lake District over over the uh, the Christmas break. It'll be amazing. I'm at work. I'm at work. I'm no, at I'm work. not doing it. Yeah, exactly. I'm oh. working Christmas Day this year. Are you? Yeah. Do you get double time? I think I get 
triple. Oh! <laughs> that's pretty good. It's not not bad, is it? No, that's pretty good. Plus, you don't ever do anything on Christmas Day. Because it's Christmas Day, you just show up, do the minimum. Bare minimum. And have hot I can't imagine, and mince pies. I can't imagine that you'd have a lot of people coming in. It's alright. I have to say, because I was like, why are places open Christmas Day? This is bad. But I did actually go to a spa once because I forgot eggs. And I was like, oh no, I've turned to that person. Ooh, yeah. But you also, there's obviously some people do need to work on Christmas Day. The emergency services. Yeah. And, like anyone who... They might need a coffee. Oh well, yeah. Yep. Anyone who is a carer mm. needs to be able to work on Christmas. But you can celebrate Christmas... Not on the day, can you? Yeah, as well? that's what I used to do. Yeah. yeah, I used to do it on like if I was working Christmas Day and I had Boxing Day. I thought Boxing Day was my Christmas. Boxing Day. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I just the only thing I like about Christmas is that Costa have brought chocolate orange hot chocolates back. Have they? Oh my god, they're so nice. <laughs> I've had about six already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so in all that crazy fun. We watched February, a.k.a. The Black Coat's Daughter, directed by Oz Perkins, mm. son of Psycho. Oh. Yeah. Anthony Perkins. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's his debut film as well, apparently, this one. Wow. It. Uh, Mike Flanagan has cited it as one of his favourites as well, apparently. Who's that? He did Hush. That we've done. Oh. And he did Gerald's Game as well. About the woman, like, handcuffed to the bed. Oh. Yeah, he did that one as well. So, it's My Scott. memory is so good, isn't it? It's terrible. <laughs> I've never seen this film. You have. We've got it recorded as evidence you have seen this film. <laughs> I have not. Uh. So, it scored a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. And the synopsis is, When two girls get left behind at a boarding school, they must battle a supernatural force. Written a haiku. Excellent. Girls at boarding school. An evil presence is there. Who is this new girl? Apparently as well, are the girls in this film have all collaborated with Ryan Murphy at some point. So they've done like American Horror Story or Scream Queens um, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. They've all they've all like worked with him. It starts with Kane and Shipka. I really like her. She was in Mad Men. She was Oh was she? She was Don Draper's daughter in Mad Men, yeah. Um but most recently she's done Sabrina, the new Sabrina. Oh yeah. I think she'll I think she'll do well, like, mm. in her career, like, because she's only quite young at the moment, yeah. isn't she? So So she's wandering and we I think it did we ascertain whether it was a dream? I think it was a dream, wasn't it? She's wandering with Oh yeah. She's wandering next to somebody. Does she see a car on fire? Yeah, a car wreck. Wrecked car. Wrecked car. Wrecked car. Wrecked yeah. car. And uh, and she wakes up from this sort of dream like, Oh, that was horrible. And then you see her calendar and it says Mum and Dad coming on this date of the calendar. It's uh, in February, that's why it's called February in our country. Mm. So we're I thought it was Christmas, but it's no, February. No, it's February. Yeah. yeah, I was confused because I assumed they were going home for Christmas it's holidays. Like a ha- I think it's like a half-term mm. breaky type thing. It, it sort of cuts to showing everyone leaving for break and like meeting the parents and stuff, but she's left on her own. And I think she she starts laughing about something because I feel like she's, she's like, oh, I'm by myself, this is kind of hilarious. Yeah. And they're like, it's something funny. And she's like, nah, have a good time yeah. in Albany. See you later. So then we cut to 
Rose, I think her name is, she comes out, she does it, it's like this sort of slow motion walk to a photo day shoot, because it's got that like blue screen, it's like school photo day, isn't it? And there's a big smile, and then it cuts to her brushing her teeth. She ends up saying, she's like, I don't feel well, I've got a headache, I've got a bad throat, I'm, I'm not feeling very good, so they're like, go see the nurse. Yeah. She'll get some medicine. And then it cuts to her talking to her friend, because I think she's like smoking at a window, because she's like rebellious. Oh, she's such a rebellious such a re- rebel. schoolgirl. Yeah. You can always tell he's going to play the rebellious schoolgirl, because they always have like a certain look, don't they? I got really confused in this because I feel like the three the three girls look really similar to each mm. other. They've all got the same, like especially Rose and Emma Roberts. They look really similar to each mm. other. Like I, I could have put them as sisters. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, which one are you? I'm really confused. So she's talking to a friend and she's like, should I tell him? And then her friend's like, well, yeah, it's half of his problem, so I think you should tell him. And she's like, it's only been four days, I can still get rid of it. So obviously she is pregnant. Mm. And then uh, she's like, like, my parents can't know, this is this is bad, like, I'm going to get in massive trouble. And then it cuts to, it cuts to some parents coming for a look round. I don't know if they're like doing a sort of, I don't know what you would call it, like an open day type thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's like while everyone's kind of leaving as well. It's really strange. What does the head teacher say? He says something like... He says something about like, conduct, because I've put yeah. conduct. It's something about... You've got like a catchphrase that's really annoying. It's like classic. Do you mm. know what? It's the worst teacher's catchphrase. Listen up, guys. Ugh. Uh, listen up, guys. And eyes on me. Ugh. Ugh. No. Ugh. Just say, excuse me, can I have your attention, please? That's fine. Oi, Listen up, guys. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I'd make a terrible teacher. Ugh. So all the all the kids with the parents are walking outside. Apart from uh, Kane and Shipka, is she called Catherine? Yes, she is. Mm. She's called Catherine, but there's no sign of her parents yet. Rose is going inside, and her parents haven't shown up either. But I feel like she's told her parents later. Mm. because yeah. it gives her time to go get this abortion yeah. that she's going to go get and then nobody needs to know. So she said, oh, it's Thursday when like, they finished on Monday or something. Yeah. So a uh, friend says bye to her because she's going and then it cuts to Catherine doing like um, a piano, like a little piano recital and I think it's for the open day thing. Do you think she's actually singing? I think it's. I like, think she's quite so, good at singing. Yeah, I think it is, it is her. Yeah. yeah, I feel like she might have sang in Mad Men as well. Mm. It's been a long time since I've watched it though. But it's kind of a. It's almost like it's showing a difference between the two. Like she's quite well behaved and good, mm. and then this other one's like going out. And yeah, I think it almost you'd expect you'd expect what unfolds later to be. With Rose yeah. and Catherine. She's too good. She's yeah. yeah. Um she's doing this little piano thing and she's kinda of looking at these empty seats where I'm guessing her parents mm. are meant to be, and she looks really, really sad. And then it cuts to both girls at the office and they're alone with no parents, and then this guy's kind of saying, Well, you know, maybe the weather's bad and mm. they, they'll come they'll be here soon and you know, just sit tight, it'll be fine. And then uh, Rose said, oh, I've spoken to my parents. They're, they're coming whenever because they got the dates mixed up or something. 
which I feel like was on purpose. And then this this sort of teacher guy is like, well, just keep each other company. And then, because like, I think Rose is a little bit older, she's like, look after Catherine until her parents come because she's a bit younger than you. Then it comes to Catherine making this call again to her parents, but it's kind of really one-sided and she's like, yeah, it's me again. Still mm. here, still waiting. What, what is the reason that her parents don't arrive? Are they dead? Well, I was thinking, are they? have they died in a car crash, but she hasn't told anyone and she's sort of either forgotten or is pretending. Yeah. That it hasn't But happened. then how did she get to the school? I have I don't no know. idea. Because I kind of get the the impression that she's like pretty much on her own. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have any family or anything. Yeah. It's really strange. I don't know. I don't I have, I have no idea. Then... It cuts to the girls having tea with the... They're like... They're not nurses, but they're like... Mm. Oh, they, well, they're sort of like school... Like matrons. school matrony nurse yeah. people. Yeah, so they're all having tea. Then it cuts to Rose getting ready to go out. And then Catherine's like, Mr. Gordon said you're not allowed. You've got to look after me. And she's like, I'm going out. Mm. Cover for me. Don't say anything. And then she kind of starts talking to her... Oh, she's it. She's like, she's like, don't come in my room. Yeah. So then, she's acting like a big sister. You know, and they're like, don't touch my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, you, you know about the sisters, don't you, who they were having tea with mm. before? And she's like, they've got no hair. They wear wigs and the witches. Apparently somebody walked in on them worshipping the devil. They had all the hair burnt off and all this. It's like a sort of like creepy folklore mm. tale sort of. And, and she looks quite disturbed by it because it's pretty weird. And then she's like, don't touch my shit. I'm going. <laughs> so she's like, right, okay then. So Rose goes out to meet a boyfriend because I feel like she's going to break the news to him that he's going to be a dad. And Catherine is on her own and she does go into Rose's room and she's like, I am going to look at your stuff yeah. because I'm nosy. <laughs> and she looks at this like school picture of her smiling that she had taken and then the phone rings and then we fade to black. Mm. And then we cut to a bus in the dark, the girl gets off and starts walking. And there's flashbacks of like a, a sort of mental hospital. She makes a phone call, but there's no answer. And she leaves. She finds a map of the area. And then she just sits on a bench and she looks quite lost. Mm. So this is Emma Roberts. Apparently Emma Roberts read this script and it really scared her and she couldn't sleep. <laughs> she read it. So she was like, yeah, I really want to play this part. Please yeah. let me play this part, yeah. So um, so she sat on this bench and she looks a bit lost and then a car approaches and a man comes out and he's like, are you all right? And it's Richard from Sex and the City. And he's like, do you want a lift? Where, where are you wanting to go? And she's like, I need to get to Portsmouth. Portsmouth. And uh, he's like, well, the car's over there. And then you were like, oh, no, this guy's really creepy. Yeah, I, I was like, like this him. guy's definitely a murderer. But then his wife was in the car as yeah. well, and you were like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not that bad. <laughs> when you watch a horror film, you always assume that people are murderers, don't you? Yeah. So she gets in this car, the wife's in the car, and she's like, what are you doing? To the husband, and he's like, it's fine. Just carry on, whatever. And then she's like, my name's Joan. And then gets a really awkward lift in this car with this couple. It's pretty awkward. She notices there's like um, a sort of bouquet of flowers on the back seat, but doesn't know why it's there. Then it cuts back to Rose and her boyfriend in the car sat in silence. She's obviously told him about the baby. Mm. It's awkward, yeah. And then she's like, I'll take care of it. 
And then he's like, well, I'll come with you. And she's like, no, I will go by myself. I don't need you. I'm, I'm going to sort it out myself. And then he's like, can I at least give you a lift to the abortion clinic? It's the least I can it's do. It's the least I can do. So she's like, fine, whatever. She ends up sort of sneaking back into the school after she's met up with this guy and sort of composes herself in the bathroom because obviously she's quite upset. And then... She hears a bang and sort of whispering from these vents. Mm. And then she's, there's nobody about. So she's like, hello. So at this point, I was like, well, it's a haunted school, isn't it? Well, yeah, this is it. So she, she ends up following these voices down to the boiler room and it's really dark. It's like Freddy's boiler room. Oh, boiler rooms. They're just, they're just bad news. Just paint them in a light colour and put some good lights on and, yeah. Make it just a little bit less creep, but they're always creepy. They're always aren't they? dead creepy, yeah. So she peeps through this door and there's this massive furnace and then there's Catherine praying to this furnace. I didn't realise it was her. At I first. didn't, but it is, it's yeah. her. So so she's like, What is happening? What this yeah. is really weird. But then we cut back to Joan, who wakes up in bed because we were like, Is she at that couple's house? Yeah. I thought she was at the couple's house, but it turns out it's a hotel. It's a hotel, yeah. She checks a bag, gets changed, and then she's in the bathroom and we see that she's got a scar on her shoulder. Bullet. And you home. you hear this gunshot and a, and a man, like, shooting at her. And you're like, oh, that's a bit weird. What's going on there? Because uh, I just assumed that they were somehow related to what was going on at school. Yeah. And that she was making her way to the school for some reason. Well, she was. Well, she was. But, but not yeah. for the reason. Yeah. yeah. So she has a shower and there's a knock at the door. It's Bill from the bus station. Can I come in? And I was like, don't come in. That's no. weird. And he's like, how are you? And then he sits down opposite her. And then he's like, oh, you, you slept for four hours straight. So, and she's like, oh, sorry. Uh, whatever. And he's like, don't apologise. I'm here to help you. And then... She's like, why are you helping me? Because that's what I'd want to know. Why yeah. are you helping me? And he's like, do you believe in God? And she's like, no. And then he sort of chats on about God and she sort of tenses up completely because she's like, I don't want this conversation. And then he starts talking about, do you believe in coincidences and sort of reasons for things? Because he's like, you reminded me of someone I've not seen for a long time. I'm going to Portsmouth and I feel like that kind of brought us to you somehow. Yeah, fate. And I feel like, as we learn later, tragedy, people find anything to People, yeah, to connect find with meaning something. in things when yeah, they're grieving, yeah, don't exactly. they? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which sometimes some people prey on. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So she's like, she sort of, she looks really uncomfortable by the whole sort of conversation. And he's like, we're heading to town before it. Do you know Brantford? And then she's like, yeah, when, when do we leave? And where, where's your wife? Oh, she's she's having a nap. We'll leave first thing. There's a restaurant next door if you want to come and we'll have dinner. So then she she's like, well, yeah, I suppose so. I could eat. Then it cuts back to Rose. And then she's sort of saying, do you know how much trouble I could get into? What were you doing down there to mm. Catherine? What was she doing? And then she's like, do you sleepwalk or something? And, and Catherine's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be it. Yeah, yeah I sleepwalk. And then... She's like, still no sign of your parents, what's going on? And then she says, they're not going to call. So the, I think they're sort of saying, did you tell them the wrong date to come? 
is that why they're not coming and, and stuff? And then Catherine's sort of saying, Mr. Gordon says you have to look after me. Um, I think she says something about, I think she says something about Friday, maybe they're coming on Friday or something like that. And then she says, now it's too late, they're dead. And then Rose is like, what are you on about? That's a horrible thing to say. Mm. And then she's like, just go to bed. I don't want this conversation with you anymore. Parents are on the way. End of. I will not have any other discussion about it. And then she's like, she says to her, can I get you anything? And then Catherine replies with, no, you've had your chance. Which is a really mm. weird thing to say. Uh, Rose barricades herself in a bedroom because she's like, this she's fucking kid is creepy yeah. AF. <laughs> then it cuts to Catherine in bed having a dream and then I put the back bend of possession because in every film oh, yeah. if you get possessed there's a back bend mm-hmm. in it yeah. like that is the standard it's like the unifying symbol of you've been possessed back bend <laughs> <laughs> then it cuts to Joan at restaurant uh, this bill offers her a coat because he's like oh you must be called have this coat it's my wife she'll let you borrow it or whatever and then he's like is Portsmouth home no have you got friends or someone there? And then she's like, someone, yeah. And then the this dad's kind of saying, oh, this used to be like a, a sort of children's restaurant type thing. I used to come with my daughter. Mm. You remind me of her. She'd be about your age. We lost her nine years ago. And then he's like, it is difficult, but time makes it easier. Apart from the anniversary where we lay flowers, where she died, I have a picture. And then she... Uh, she takes a picture of him, and it's Rose. It's the picture yeah. of Rose at school. So then I was instantly like, Rose is a ghost? Yeah, Rose is a ghost. <laughs> Straight away, that was my assumption. And then uh, she's like, oh, she's pretty. Joan looks rattled, goes to the toilet, but then starts laughing. Mm. And so- then it cuts to it cuts to her in a diner meeting a a waitress called Joan, who she strangled and took her ID. Mm. So we know that she isn't Joan. She's not Joan. She says she's Joan, but she's who not is Joan. She? Um, apparently, um, the, all the Emma Roberts was shooting scenes outside when she was like walking outside and stuff, and apparently it was the coldest weather in recorded history in Canada <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and, oh, that um, sounds like ideal filming conditions. I know, right? I wonder how cold it was. Oh, bloody cold, I would, I would wager. It can get... Fairly cold in Canada. I mean, a little cooler than it the UK. It can get cold. A little bit, yeah. Considering my uh, my sister was on about getting snowsuits, <laughs> I was like, God, is it that cold? And she was like, yes, yes it is. <laughs> um, the town of Bramford apparently is named after the apartment complex that Rosemary's Baby was filmed at oh. as well, which is quite interesting. So Bill pays up and they're going to hit the road. They're going to go lay these flowers and stuff and then uh, Joan's in the car with the wife and she says what's he told you that you remind you remind him of our daughter uh, and she's like he said that didn't he you remind him of mm. her said um, it's alright he says it to everybody I saw it once standing at an aisle a girl came round she had money in her hand in a uniform with no socks etc you know a uniform with no socks. Yeah, I know, that was weird. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's kind of got this compulsion to help people yeah, in need. I think like, that's what yeah. it is. Because I was like, oh, is it a bit more sinister? But I don't, I think no. it's just that he genuinely wants to help people. Some people see, like, someone who is like a wounded bird character. Yeah. And they, they just 
really like invest a lot in helping them. Yeah, which is that's not it. necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I think that's it. He's putting all of his kind of time and effort into helping other people. And I feel like the wife's sick of it at this mm. point. And then she sort of says, she's like, you don't look anything like her. And I was like, well, that's a lie because yeah. you all look the same. <laughs> and I can't tell you apart from each of her. He comes back and she goes completely silent. And then they start their journey, I guess. Then it cuts to an empty school and Rose wakes up, sees Catherine on the phone. And she's like, oh, your parents, what did they say? And then she says, he says I can't live here. But I can live with him. And then she's like, who has who? said this? What are you on about? And she's like, Mr. Gordon. And then says, you smell pretty. <laughs> and she's like, all right, weird kid. Simmer down. Then Rose and Catherine eat again with the nurses. And then the I'm assuming it's a Catholic school. Yeah. So they're like, say your prayers before you eat. Because you've got to do that. But she doesn't pray and they're like are you uh, all right is there something wrong with you and she's like no i'm good and then they're like we'll just say grace then and then she sort of starts to say it but starts laughing and then i thought she's witched thee she can't yeah. say her prayers <laughs> then she vomits all over her tea Ooh. and they're like oh oh no lovely. she's acting very strange they check her over to sort of See if she's alright. She's not okay. And then Catherine calls the nurse a cunt. So they're like, she's clearly not being herself. That's rude. Because she's a good child. She'd never say such things. And then the phone rings. So the other nurse is sort of telling her off and being like, don't use that language, how dare you? And then she sort of says, he really did say he'd come. And then Rose is called to the nurses and... They make her shovel a path to the thing. I don't know why, but they're like, shovel that path. Shovel a path. She's like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. all right then, I guess. Mr. Gordon's arriving later this afternoon, so he needs a clear path to walk, obviously. So she's shoveling. She finishes, but she can't get back into the the house where they were eating dinner, basically. And she's kind of looking around for anyone to see whether she can get in or not. Um, and she walks all the way around, but then she has to sort of get back in where she snuck in from going out with a boyfriend. So she's basically gone like the long way around yeah. through the through the school. She goes to her room and lies down, and then a police car approaches with Mister Gordon, and they go to where she shovelled a little path, but they can't get in either. And it's deathly quiet. And it then, do. It's and creepily it kind of, quiet. It's eerie, There's like a shot it? where it sort of pans through the house. And then you see blood on the... Um, mm, not a good sign. On like the door frame. So you're like, oh no, something bad's happened. Mr. Gordon ends up entering and then gasps. Then it cuts back to the beginning almost where Catherine's looking at her calendar. So then, because I think it's like, this is what she has seen. Mm. All this time then. So it's, it's, it kind of starts to make sense then. So she has a bath and then it shows there's like a reflection in the um, tile of like a sort of horned figure. Oh no. Which I wanted to name Black Philip. I was like, it's Black Philip. Black Philip's there. She goes to use the phone and there's all this sort of static. Um, and sort of, she hears like growling and and kind of... I think there's like talk of a mum and dad or like they're not coming and stuff like that. And then uh, 
And then she's like, who, who is this? I don't know who this is. And then I think it says, kill all of them mm. on the phone. So then it cuts to lunch and she looks suitably spooked because she's no idea what's going on. And then it cuts to her because there's like this shots of her sort of staring at stuff, but you don't see what she's staring at. And then this bit shows what she's looking at. So the, like she's seen like figures down the corridors and, and kind of stuff like that. And then uh, she goes to do a piano recital and then it goes to Rose talking about the two nurses who may or may not be witches and she looked really scared because you thought it was a story. But what she's actually seeing is this horned figure like behind Rose and that's why she was like terrified. So then the phone rings again and she answers and she's like, hi. And then she goes down to the boiler room. Don't answer the phone, just don't answer the phone then in that school, honestly. It cuts to her, she's she's killed the nurses, got two pillowcases. It was me, like, I know it's an understatement to say it was me, she, but it was really horrible the way yeah, she killed, it was she horrible. Sta- she stabs them and it's like, she it's almost like them. she can't stop stabbing Ugh. them because she just Ugh. stabs them over and over oh, and over again. No. Horrible. Then it cuts back to picture Jane Rose taking a photo of her, she's smiling and she looks really happy, but then as soon as the photo's finished, she looks really mm. sad afterwards. She wakes up from nap, and she does that thing where people are pregnant and they look at their bump. And oh, I was like, yeah. it's been four days. Four days. It's a blastocyst at the best <laughs> of this time. It's not anything yet. It's a collection of cells. You're not going to see a bump. Oh, my God. So she goes to the toilet, and then hears a noise, and then she's like... Is that Catherine? What is she doing? She hears a door creak, so she goes to investigate. And I was like, never go and investigate. I'm, no. like, I'm going back to my room and I'm barricading myself in it. She goes outside and sees one of those bloody pillowcases that's been left behind by oh, Catherine. And Catherine appears, stabs her to death, and, and sort of looks at her and lifts her hair as if she's going to, like, cut her head off. Ugh. Then it cuts to Mr. Gordon and the police enter in the house and we see these two trails of blood in the snow and, it, and you're like, this does not look good. This looks terrible. Um, and they end up following the trail of blood to the furnace and they find Catherine with three heads. So it's the heads of the nurses and Rose's yeah, head not nice. and a knife. And she walks towards the policeman and the policeman's like, put your hands up, I will yeah. shoot you if you don't do as I say. And she just lifts her hands up and screams in his face. So she She's gets not so shot. good. Yeah. And then it cuts back to Joan and the car driving through the town and Bamford's three miles away. And the wife's getting sort of mad at the husband and he's like, Did you tell did you tell her that our daughter was murdered? And then you're like, Oh, oh. they had to test they had to, like, do dental records to test that her head matched a body. Oh, so no. it was horrible. Like, as a parent, that must be terrible. Yeah. Or anyone well, to yeah. have to listen, hear that, you know. Yeah. Joan clutches a bag and she's like, can you pull over? I feel sick. I need to I need to be sick. And then the wife's like, do not stop here. You, <laughs> you, you carry on driving. But they, he stops because he's a helper and he's like, yeah. I will help you. I will stop. And then Joan kills the couple. Oh, it was horrible. Because... They tried to help her. Because you find that she has the same knife mm. that um, Catherine had in the first murders. So she takes the heads off, wipes 
blood off her face with a tissue. Ugh. And I was like, that ain't coming off with a no. tissue. It's everywhere, love. <laughs> you need a wet wipe at least. And then put some makeup on. And then it cuts to Catherine in a hospital bed in a mental institution. Yeah, so that's why she was... Cause she, that's why she was there. Because she, cause she yeah. beheaded three people, yeah. The priest comes to see her and then he's like, there you are, you're not wanted here, go from this place, leave this girl. Mm. And then it cuts to Joan going back to the school, cut with the priest basically exercising Cat. So at this point we find out that Joan's storyline and Catherine's storyline are nine years apart. Yeah, which so, I had not realised at all. Like, I hadn't even yeah. considered that at all up until so this she, point. So basically, Joan is Catherine, yeah. nine years in the future. So the priest exercises Cat, and she sees the goatee sort of figure, mm. but he kind of sort of edges away from it, and she looks at him and says, don't go, which I thought was really sad. Like, she's like, don't leave me. Yeah, and then the goat... The go- Man sort of just disappears, basically. Then it cuts to Joan back in the boiler room of the school, back to the furnace. She's got the heads. She's <sighs> basically doing the ritual uh, again, but the boiler's not on. Yeah, it's and she cold. touches it, it's cold. Mm. Nothing's happening, and she looks really, really sad. So then she walks away in the snow, basically cries and screams in pain and is distraught on her own, and then the film finishes. That's it. That's fiend, it. Fiend. But I was like, she... So her parents must have died. Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Did her parents die on the way to pick her up? I kind of think because so, but I don't Because Mr. Quite know. Gordon and the policeman were there, but they had no reason to be there. Oh, yeah. But did they come to tell her yeah. that that had happened and they'd had mm. a crash on the way? I think that's what happened. And then, obviously, they were the only people that she had. And then, because it she was... Tipped over the It kind edge. of... Yeah, because it kind of... It, it sort of alluded to the fact that she was quite a lonely child. And she didn't yeah. really have any friends at the school, even, or anything. And it, and obviously, the, the sort of... The spirit kind of picked on that because yeah. she was on her own. And it was kind of a, you won't be on your own anymore. Yeah. And then, obviously... She managed to break out of the asylum and go back to this place to see if she could get this demon back because it was it would be less painful to have to be possessed by this being than to than, be on to her own. Be on her own. Which well, is really sad. It is kind of sad, but That's it's so like there's sad. ways of improving your life if you are feeling isolated, which involves therapy, not and... Satanism. <laughs> yeah, don't make friends with Black Philip. It's a piece mm. of work. But yeah, I was like, that's really sad. But I found it quite interesting. And I feel like as a as a directorial debut, it was pretty good. It was good because it created a mood, didn't it? it like did, a yeah. massive mood. You knew something was up in that school yeah. right from the start. Yeah. yeah. I I would give it a four out of five. I didn't like all the stabbings. I didn't like all the stabbings. There was a lot I could, of stabbing. I could never give a lot of, like, I can never give a really violent film a high score because I'm like, I didn't mm. like it. I think three for gore and no humour because it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. The humor. <laughs> it wasn't funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny. No, it's it's quite a poignant tale, yeah. I think. But I really enjoyed it. I think it's one of those that I I don't think it's talked about that much. It was definitely a breath um, of fresh air compared to a lot of kind of teen horror. You know where it's like yeah, yeah. 
generic kind of it's very much a, film. I think I don't know if it is an A two four film. It might be, mm-hmm. but it's very much of that, like the witch and and hereditary, and it's all a very slow build. And yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I recommend. I think mm. it's a good good watch. Mm. 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 Yes. Mm. So next week we're gonna do following our asylum theme. Ooh. We're going to do A Cure for Wellness. Ooh, I've been wanting to watch that for yes, ages. it is recorded. Excellent. Dane DeHaan's good, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many There's so many films on my Sky Q that we need mm. to watch that Robbie's like, are you going to delete these anytime? And I'm like, no, because they're for the podcast. My Sky is literally at like 90% at <laughs> Oh, ours all is times. nowhere near. At all times. At least, oh, like overnight. If it's at 90, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty decent. Spec. Oh, my God. That's oh pretty my good. God, no. Was at 98, I'm like, mm, maybe I should do it. I don't yeah. think even, and ours is even at 50%. Mm. Like, Oh, but, if mine was at 50%, yeah. I wouldn't have, like, half the stuff that I might watch, like that documentary about Fabergé. Fabergé? Yeah. Murder, She Wrote episodes. I might want to watch a documentary about Fabergé. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Stein's Mediterranean Escapes. Mm. Oh, I love him. He's great. I am in tuma. I don't think he's a bad person, but sometimes he gets really wound up about stuff, and I'm like, well, we know Rick. It's 2021 now. (laughs) We know you want it to be like back in the old days. (laughs) But why don't you bring us some positivity? Which sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. It depends what's going on. Also, cook something else apart from Uh, fish. No, he only cooks fish. I mean, I suppose he's a fish chef. He's a fish man. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. So for next week. Watch Rick Stein. No. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that as a wild card. Wild card, Rick, an episode of Rick Stein. Yeah. <laughs> Watch a cure for wellness. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horror And we're also on the emails at Wonderful and Strange at Hotmail.com. And we're also on Buy Me Coffee at WNS Horror If you want to make a request for a film or get access to our Twin Peaks content, that's where we are. That's us. That's us. We out. (laughs) Stay safe, everybody. Bye.